Hello, everybody, and welcome back to this week's episode of the Blue Surge Podcast. It's Mike alongside Joe. Joe, how are you doing today, man? Doing fantastic. One more day of work, and I'm free for the weekend. Free for the weekend. It is Thursday, July 16th. Normally, we do this on a Tuesday. We waited a couple days to kind of get all the news put together and the information that we had coming out to us. And we have a great show for you guys today. And another thing great about today, because we have to talk about it, is for the first time in like two weeks, it's not a billion degrees. Tomorrow it will be. I don't know. I haven't been outside yet. That's oh, nice. It's like 75. The The Midwest is being kind to us. That's probably why my, my attitude and energy is so good today. Yeah, it's not like blazingly hot, like always. But... We have a really, really awesome show for you guys today. As per usual, we have a couple kind of miscellaneous news and products we're going to talk about. We have one new card in particular that we're going to break down. And then we're actually going to spend some time talking about the new battle mechanic. Not battle mechanic. The new play style for the trading card game that came out this week. Earlier this week. Pokemon did come out with a raid battle format for the TCG, so we're going to kind of get into that later and, and sort of jump into a conversation that circles playstyles in the Pokemon trading card game. Is there space for another version of the card game to be played, such as Commander and Magic, or stuff that other card games have that go away from the actual main game mechanics itself? We're going to kind of jump into that later. First, though, we're going to jump into kind of the miscellaneous stuff. So, Joe, this is for you. Uh, Legendary Heartbeat, the secret rares were leaked, and normally we don't jump into secret rares because they're the same cards that we've already revealed to you. However, we do find that they are making, as they have been, they are making a reprint of a card in standard in its secret rare form, and the card they have chosen this time around is, in fact, Oranguru with Primate Wisdom. Joe, you like this card a lot. Yeah, I like it a lot. Of all the secret rare Pokemon they've printed so far like this way, I think this will be the most expensive one. Oh, easily. Easily. I mean, they... So, Frostmoth, we wanted to be good. And it's okay. Frostmoth is okay, right? Yeah. But it's not played a whole lot. Galarian Preserker. Is good, but it's not played a whole lot. Not yet. I think it'll play Plate Rose Rotation. And, and maybe it will. Maybe that'll jump up in price. But you're right. Oranguru is not only the best out of the three, but it's also a basic. And it's very, very splashable because of its ability and the fact that it's colorless on the off chance you have to attack with it. Uh, in general, as you just said, Primate Wisdom Oranguru is, is just so nice. It's a shiny. And it's a shiny. These secret rays are so awesome. Again, if you're a collector or someone that just plays the card game and likes to kind of go for max rarity, if you play Oranguru... Your prayers have been answered. You will be getting a secret rare one. We imagine in our set that corresponds with Legendary Heartbeat. Speaking of that, we did in fact get a set revealed to us that's going to be coming out for the holiday season. This was revealed in France, and it's going to line up with NA, EU type of thing. This set is called... The Way of the Master or the Master's Path. I don't know which one it translates to, but it's going to be something along the lines of Way of the Master, Master's Path. And this is going to be our holiday set. And they have a bunch of release dates of when this stuff is going to come out. 
Basically, all we know about it, though, is it's going to be using a lot of cards that are coming out of this Legendary Heartbeat set. We don't quite know the set list yet, so I don't want to start talking about cards that are going to be in it because we're not 100% sure. But we do know that out of the products revealed, we know that Alcremia VMAX will be in there. They show Gardevoir. They show Dreadnought VMAX. There's stuff that are being and revealed to us. The one on the far right, I'm so excited about. And Obstagoon. Galarian Obstagoon. Which, hopefully, that's a V. I don't know if it, it is, but I hope well, it is. All the other arts have been Vs. I hope. All I'm saying, dude, is I hope. We don't have the word on it yet, but I hope. I wouldn't doubt it, though, right? I mean, it's Galarian Obstagoon. That's, that is a crowd favorite from this generation. Oh, it's so cool. Yeah, I, I we will be getting a Galarian Obstagoon V or VMAX. I... I don't know if I want a VMAX. I'd be okay with a V. It just kind of depends. It, it better have an ability. I want this card to have an ability. I want it to be good. I, I want it to be good as well. But you know what? Here's the thing, though. It's a question of do you want it to be colorless or dark? And I want it to be colorless. Yeah, because they already printed one good dark card, and I think they kind of just stopped there. Give me more ways to use that special energy, dude. Oh, yeah. Give me more ways to use it. Don't print a Dark Obstagoon Pokemon. If you do, cool. I love Dark types. They look sick. Give me a Colorless Obstagoon. It's going to be weak to... It's four times weak to fighting in the game, so I don't care if it's weak to fighting on the Colorless card. Give me something that has a cool ability and can use that Colorless energy for extra damage like Togekiss. Again, we don't really know anything about the set other than the name and some cards that we think will go along with it. So I'm not going to spend a lot of time talking about it because that would be something that we're not exactly... We don't have any credible sources on that. So we're going to move forward. Before we move into the new cards and new information, something that I just wanted to talk about that I saw on a couple websites. You know, we brought up that Charizard the other week and that, like, it's going to be super expensive, blah, blah, blah. Charizard. Other than Charizard... Charizard. There is one other Pokemon in Generation 1 that's not the mascot that I think if you told people to pick two Pokemon aside from Pikachu, it would be Charizard and Mewtwo. And recently, very, very shortly after last week's podcast went up, a card featuring Mewtwo called the number one trainer card sold at an auction yesterday for $90,000. That's not a Charizard. It is not a Charizard, but it is 90k. It was a it was a PSA 10, and basically shattered the sales records for a card like this before. These Mewtwo promos essentially were given out to regional tournament winners in Japan, uh, right around the year 2000, 1999. And this card, and here's what they talk about: the card gave you access to a finals tournament in a secret location. That's what the articles say. And this is on Poke Beach. And, and we're looking on Poke Guardian and a couple other places. So the winners of these regionals got this card. And the card was literally like in the game when you find like the key card or whatever. It gave you access to this tournament in Tokyo that took place. And they call it secret. I don't know how secret it was. However, what we know is there were about seven regional tournaments that year. So you can assume that there are only seven copies in the world. So, this is pretty dope. It's pretty cool to see that this card got sold 
Uh, second and third place winners also got a number number two and number three trainer versions of the same card. So this is the number one trainer. That's the title of the card. Those were still sold for like 50, 60K. It's crazy, dude. That's so awesome that the card game is getting like publicity with a collector's item like this. Is there a Charizard in the background? There's not even a Charizard in existence on that card. Does it say Charizard in attack? No, it literally is a trainer card, and then it shows Mewtwo silhouette, and then it shows the Pokemon logo, and then it says Super Secret Battle. Did someone someone draw Charizard on it and say Charizard? Maybe. Maybe they did. I mean, the other card they're talking about does have a Charmander on it, so we can go into that. Uh, they, other than the number one trainer cards, the next rarest kind of like set of cards in the card game's history were the Pikachu Illustrator cards. There were three of these cards awarded for a drawing contest, an Illustrator contest in Koro Koro, and around the same time, 1998, there was a maximum 39 copies of this card in total. I guess there were three contests, not three winners. So 39 copies handed out. And so far, PSA has only graded 10. This card has sold at a high of 195,000. And that was only a, a PSA 9. Joe, we need to stop playing. We just need to start collecting. Uh, but collecting is not fun. It's kind of fun. It depends on how you collect, right? You you have to you have to have a goal and you have to have something that you really really want. You yeah, know, like, you're you're like the person that likes to collect like the whole decks and like the whole thing. Yeah, I mean that's a lot cheaper though, right? Because you can just look for cards that you like instead of cards that are valuable. I mean, I do have a couple cards though that are, are of higher value. They're not like this. Like, I mean, remove a couple zeros, remove all of the zeros, and maybe that's as much as the cards I have are worth. But I don't know. Collecting is really fun, and you imagine for the people buying these cards that, assuming they're in the financial bracket that allows them to do this, that's pretty freaking cool. I think so, at least. That ends that though. So out of like the miscellaneous vague news we had on the new set, this Mewtwo card that got sold, there's just some cool stuff to talk about. We can move into some actual new card news, though, because we finally got a V of Galarian Surfetched. Galarian Surfetched, if you somehow do not know, is the new evolution of Farfetch that arrived in Sword and Shield. And we are going to be getting a jumbo box where you get the V, you get the giant V in four packs. The card is not completely revealed to us, as has kind of been the theme with cards as of late, where we kind of have to guess. However, if I told you this was a fighting card, which it is, you could probably guess the entire card almost down to a T. We're going to go through it anyway, though. So Galarian Surfetch V is a fighting type basic V. has 210 HP. It's got the ability Resolute Spear. Once during your turn, when this Pokemon moves from your bench to the active spot, you may move any amount of fighting energy from your other Pokemon to it. It's a reasonably good ability. For two fighting and a colorless Meteor Smash, we don't know the damage. There's not even a reveal of any of the numbers at all. However, just like every fighting card in Sword and Shield that has any potential relevance, you do the damage and you can't attack next turn. It's weak to Psychic. Resistance of none, and we don't know what the retreat cost is. Joe, I want to hear your point on this card, but I want to leave with this first. 
this card is only going to be good if the retreat cost is respectable, I think. This card is going to be good depending on how much damage it does. Uh, and I really hope it's the higher register because with the ability, uh, you still have Switch, you have still Mel and Lana. If it's got a lower retreat cost, I'm hoping you can at least do it with like, uh, well, you don't, you're going to have a skateboard, but you'll have U-turn board or U-turn board still around, I believe. Uh, I, th- I think that's where it, it's probably going to go. What, it's the air balloon. Yeah. What's the speed stat for uh, Glare? Not very fast. Perfect. You're talking about the video game? Yeah. It's not very fast. Is it above 100? No, no. 100 is very, 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 very fast. Okay. If you're at 100, you are in the fast. You're in the fastest tier other than like super, super fast guys. 100's like A tier before S tier. Ah. Sir okay. Fetch is probably in like C tier. It's not mm. fast. Surfetch is not fast. So I'm thinking at it's best. to retreat. Right. I'm thinking to retreat. And the reason I say that is, I mean, you have your switches, you have your air balloons, you have scoop up on things you can switch into the active that you can pick up. The thing, though, is the ability means nothing if it has a big retreat cost in my eyes. I mean, I guess it, it still has value because you can play this onto your bench and instantly put it in the active and start attacking. So there is value there, right? Let's say this is 220. Your board is spread out. You can put a surfetch on the board, get it into the active, and all the acceleration's already there. So as like a mid to late game card, I think surfetch has a really, really nice scaling to it. I really, really like that. I I think this will be also, depending on what's going on as well, uh, you'll have probably a, the Mew and Mewtwo deck tag team probably tech this in at some point because you're, you're using rainbows you're using prism energies and all the things, things like that so it just it says move any amount of fighting energy it doesn't have to be basic i don't know we'll see i we know fighting is in a really frustrating spot right now i i do like the card i do like the card the ability is good i i like the ability for like like i said like a mid-range type of thing or a midpoint of the game i like it in the fact of you can come in and maybe finish up a knockout, right? Your opponent's never safe if you're able to put Surfetch on the board and hit for hopefully 200 plus. That's the hope, right? Because then, even if they kill you, if they're a VMAX and hopefully you did some damage, you can find a way to get the knockout or the revenge knockout with Surfetched. If this attack is under 200, it's a complete bust. Um, I could see that. The thing is, what what's the number you really want to hit, right? I mean, I want to hit 220. I do too. Because I, I want a chance to put down the uh, Vitality Ban if I need to. Well, here's what you got to think about too. I mean, I guess one-shotting Vs are one thing, but again, I review I view this as a revenge card. I don't even view it as like a one-shot card. So in my mind, even if it's at like 180, 190, it's super disappointing in terms of just raw damage. However, it's also like, okay, if you're hitting a VMAX or you're hitting a V or you're hitting a tag team, you're hitting it for at least over like 100, 120, right? Like over that, correct? You would better for if you can't tech next turn. I'm saying in general. I'm not, I'm not talking about Surfetch. Oh. I'm talking about like you hit a VMAX and your card gets knocked out. This is a revenge card. 
or your active gets crushing hammered or whatever it would be. But that goes all your energy that you need to put Plinkler and Surfeshed. Depends on your board state, right? That's what I'm talking. That's why I'm saying mid game, right? I'm assuming your energy is spread out on the board. You know, I'm I'm trying to assume a realistic scenario where it's not just like a, a tunnel vision one v one. I'm trying to figure out like where does Surfeshed really fit and. I think we do both agree, though. 200 or higher is where we want it to be. I think it's okay if it's less, but you have to be able to seal off knockouts. I don't think Surfetch is something that you go in and two-shot something. I don't think... I think if you're knocking something out with Surfetched from start to finish, you're not in a good scenario. Unless you play multiple, right? Because it's pretty easy then to hit something and then just next turn, put down another one and hit again, right? Yeah, like if, if it hits two hundred ish, it'll it'll be its own deck just by ro- rotating in and out. Yeah, I, I I do like that. I you know what? I, I the more we talk about it, the more I'm starting to like it. Hopefully, when we see the number, it's two hundred or higher. But you know, we'll just kind of have to see. But I think it's fair to say that we both like it. It's like its own scramble switch. Right, and and you know we've had cards like this in the past. We've had Galissapod. It, it, it's always been a little different, um, but we've had cards that have done this, and they've been reasonably successful. Reasonably. Yeah, and the best thing about this whole box set, you still get an evolutions pack. You know, I saw the creator of Poker Beach. I saw him make a statement about the evolutions. I think right mm-hmm. after this was revealed, and he said. He thinks that Evolutions is not being put in product because it's overprinted. He thinks that it's being overprinted because Evolution packs are still making buyers out of stores feel nostalgia when opening that pack. Yeah. Which, for us, sounds ridiculous. No. But for the average person, I don't know, maybe he's got a point. No, that's how I kind of got back into it. Right, I'm talking about now with us as competitive players, right? We view it as a meme, but someone else might not, which is a good point. So, you know what? Go Evolutions. Go you. I still want to put better packs in, but go you. Steam Siege. Yeah. All right. Let's move into kind of the the, the meatier part of the show. So, you sent me a message three days ago at the recording of this podcast. So, it would have been Monday, I believe. And it was it said Pokemon training card game raid battle. And I was like, oh, this is this is interesting. What's this going to be? Is going to be an app? Is it game? Whatever. So I look into it. So on Monday, TPCI announced that there will be a new way to play the trading card game from home. They have a digital assistant on their website. And essentially, the, the situation is this. You're presented with a VMAX card that doesn't actually exist in the card game. It's kind of like your raid Pokemon in Sword and Shield, right? The big guy that you're going to fight in Sword and Shield, the big Pokemon, and you're going into this raid battle with three other friends or yourself or whatever it is. Here's how the battle's set up. So you go on the digital client and you pick one of the bosses, currently the only two bosses, which I assume will expand slowly, but it will get there is Pikachu and Dreadnought. So you got Pikachu VMAX and you got Dreadnought VMAX. They both have three attacks, and their HP is determined by 
the HP of the Pokemon you choose. So in terms of Pokemon that you choose, you can choose two Pokemon from any era. It doesn't matter. You can choose a Pokemon from black and white. You can choose a Pokemon from Expedition. You can choose a Pokemon from Sword and Shield. It doesn't matter. You're going to choose two Pokemon. Two Pokemon cards. From my understanding, abilities don't matter. Secondary effects don't matter. From my understanding. So if I'm wrong on that, I'm wrong on that. I don't think I am because that's how it works in a raid battle for the most part. But that's the idea. So you pick two cards with their attack stats. Three other people do the same, and you go into this raid battle. And you each take turns attacking with whatever card you put in the active slot. So if I have Azashi in the active slot, I can hit for 230, and that's my attack. Goes around the table, and then the raid boss attacks. And basically the raid boss is you click a button, and it draws a random card. And that card targets one of the players and uses one of the attacks. And these attacks are usually like 60 damage and they can't attack next turn or 200 damage trying to knock it out or maybe it locks it in the active. Whatever it is, it attacks one of the active spots between one to four times, kind of like a raid battle. So this Dreadnought could hit your team four times in a turn or could hit it once, whatever that is. In the following turn, if you're able to, you can switch between the two Pokemon you brought so if you can't attack that turn, you can switch into your new one and attack. Same as the card game. And if you get knocked out, you get a cheer card. So you draw a cheer card, and maybe it says, Dreadnought does 20 less damage this turn. Or Pikachu can only attack you once next turn. Whatever it is. So it's a very watered-down version of a raid battle. And I believe the purpose is, as we kind of talked about before, it's a really easy way to get introduced to the Pokemon cards and the card game if you are brand, brand new. Like, brand new. I I think this is, like, it's quirky and it's, it's fun for, like, a second if you try it with friends. If you're a, a seasoned player. But, you know, there's no energy costs. It's a bunch of RNG. It's neat. It might have potential. But it's very much just for families that want to get involved with something, right? Yep. And like I mentioned, a cool little thing that we could do at some point, too, is also like everybody buys two packs. You got a raid boss, and from the two packs, you build two, you get two Pokemon. And I'll just like something fun to do. Yeah, that's a, I mean, that was a great point you brought up. Pack battles, right? You can open a pack, and whatever the best cards are, you use them. That, that's a fun way to do this. So I appreciate this. I really do. I do appreciate it. And if you have any questions about how the game actually works or functions, again, we're not the masters of this. Go to the website. Uh, I believe you can go to Pokemon.com slash Raid Battle, and it will just put you into the into the client, and it will explain the rules. You can print it out if you want. If you have kids, you can print it out. You can do it on the computer, whatever works. It's it's just a fun way to connect and, and do something as a family or a group of friends. It's not meant to be competitive at all. It's not meant to be long lasting. It's it's cool. Yeah, I hope in the future they actually come up with like a, a. I know they have it online for free, but I hate printing up things up and trying to play arts and crafts. I I really hope at some point they come out with like a small little game board, like they did it with the, the battle arena stuff, or. I really hope they come up with like packs every like 
every time we have a new set, they should come up with like a mini set of like new raid bosses. That'd be cool. I mean, if they support this, that'd be cool. Maybe not for us, but there's definitely a group of people trying to learn the game or enjoy the game with someone maybe very young or whatever it is. That that could be really cool. And again, that's not to say that young people can't play the card game. The card game is very easy. There are some younger kids that play the game that are probably 20 times better than both of us. But it's a really, really nice opportunity for new, new beginners and, and people just having fun, right? Like you said, buy a pack, do a raid battle with those cards. If you pick really weak Pokemon, you could have a lot of fun with this, right? Yeah. I mean, it, it could. It, there, there, are, there are worlds and situations in, with, in which this is enjoyable. So I appreciate it for that. Yeah. What I really hope with this is they hope if they continue it, I hope either they come out as like, like league promos or you know how like some other card games have done, like they'll you buy a booster box, it'll come up with like a like a promo card inside the booster box. Mm-hmm. It'd be cool if you had like a new raid boss in a booster box. I think it'd be awesome. And th- and that kind of jumps on the next thing I want to jump into, which is which is focused around the Pokemon trading card game and the ways it can be played. So we have standard, we have expanded. And both of those game formats play in the exact same way. They're the same parameters. Or sorry, the parameters are different, but the, the mechanics are the same. Correct? Everything's played the same. Yep. In games like Magic, which is the biggest one to lean towards here, they have standard, they have modern, they have legacy, they, they have ways to play the game that are similar with different parameters, such as expanded. But they also have a format called Commander. And if you are not versed in Magic the Gathering at all, the Commander format is you pick one card that's the leader of your deck. And they're called Legendary Creatures. And these Legendary Creatures have colors assigned to them kind of like we have types and you make a hundred card deck but you can only have one copy of each card in your deck and it has to share the same colors as your legendary creature so let's say your creature is green and black let's say your creature is green and black you have to use either green or black cards in your deck you can only have one copy of each card in your deck and except for lands right Except for except for lands like energies, right? Except for your energy source, your mana, whatever you want to call it. So, and on top of that, it's like it, the commander can be played one on one. It can be played in a group of four. It can be played in a group of eight. It's a really, really like community focused version of the game, and it's really, really cool because what it allows you to do is it allows you to reach back into all the sets that have ever been created, all the legendary creatures that have ever been created, and you can make decks that are themed around these cards and some are expensive some are not but it's a new way to play the game it's a brand new way to play the game and i think i think pokemon could totally do something like this i think pokemon could totally do something like this and i have an idea for it and joe i want to know what you think because i have not told you anything about this um i've played commander like once or twice and i like the idea and the whole premise of it it's pretty cool um i i wish i wish something like this would come to pokemon at some point because i i love the game like how to play like like playing it but 
I just want a change of pace or something like that. I've always talked about even doing a team format of Pokemon where you have a set of three to four people and you have another team against three to four people, but each person has a different deck. It has to be a certain percentage. It has to be different from each person's deck. So everybody can't play Picaram. Everybody's got to play something completely different. And so yeah, I've, always, I... I've always wanted something like that. Just like a team aspect of the game. Because I, I grew up playing team sports. I love to have something team-based. The current teams that they are right now is, is playtesting against each other and talking. And then go on your own and figure it out. Yeah. No, I, I'd rather have something team-based at some point. It would be pretty cool. Well, the nice part about the commander format is you can do that. I mean, you can... They're not team teams, but those games can get... And I hate using this word right now. And the games can get political, right? You can form alliances and stuff like that throughout the game. So there is a very social community aspect to it. I have an idea for it in the Pokemon game, and I want to know what you think of it. Okay, so I'm going to try to explain it as best I can. It's not too complicated, though. So, I've been thinking about this idea for quite, quite, quite some time. And I've really been trying to figure out, okay, how can we put the commander mechanics, right? 100-card deck, maybe not 100, having a leader card of sorts that you can play. But in commander, the more, you, the more that card gets destroyed, the more expensive it is to actually use it. The biggest, The biggest obstacle in this game is we have evolution right so in theory how can i play a card in a deck where there's only one copy of it and i need three pieces to get to the end goal right that's so hard right if i want to play gyarados i gotta find a magic arm if i gotta if i want to play blastoise i need squirtle and war turtle whatever that may be so i thought about it and i think i've come up with a plan that I like, and I want to know what you think. So, your leader. I think leader types are important. I think types are types, and I think we should keep it that way. So, I think your leader, you have two options. Could either A, be a, be like a, a, a multi-prize card. So, like a tag team, a V, a V max, whatever you choose. Or, it could potentially, if Pokemon ever made this as a format... It could potentially be one of these raid cards, like Pikachu VMAX, Dreadnought VMAX, these cards that we just talked about in the raid battle that have three attacks and have these HP costs. I mean, the HP would be different, but you get what I'm saying. So you pick your leader. So let's say my leader is, my favorite type is, is Steel. So let's say I pick the leader of uh, Duskmane Necrozma, which is one of my favorite cards, period. So that's my leader. My leader's out there, and then that's what it is. The rest of my deck, let's say it's 60 cards again, can be any amount of energy. Can be... I'd probably put a limit on trainers. But then all of the cards in the deck have to be steel type and cannot be multi-prize cards. Evolution doesn't matter. You don't use evolution at all. So you can put down a stage two, and it's a stage two. But it cannot be a multi-prize card. It can't be an EX, can't be a GX, can't be a V. None of that. It has to be a single prize card. And you can't make it single prize either, right? You can't, you can't put uh, the Island Challenge amulet on a GX and call it a one prize card. Are you following me so far? Yeah. So you pick your leader. It's a multi-prize card. 
That's what we'll call it for now. And the rest of your deck has to be themed around that type. I think you can make a format around this. I think you totally can make a format around this. And it would be the same as Commander, where there's no parameters in terms of standard. So I can grab a Steelix from Expedition Skyridge, whatever set it's from, from Generation 2, and I could put that card in my deck, and I could use it. If I feel that the card is valuable in my deck because of an ability, because of an attack, I'm going to use it, and I can use it. You can only have one copy of these cards. It really allows you to expand and do some different stuff with it. Before I go into what I think the downsides of it are, what do you think of the idea? Is it is it weird? Would it not work? What do you think about it? Uh, I guess my best question would be, would you, are you trying to knock out the boss Pokemon, or are you trying to uh, take prize cards? Well, so... I guess, which, what's, what, how do you win? It would still be prize card based. And that's a good question, right? It would still be prize card based. Uh, I think that you'd probably treat it like you would treat kind of like Dragon Ball Super and other games like that where you hit the leader for, for prize cards. Maybe it's something like, okay, I don't know, Dawn Duskmane has 220 health, maybe 250, I can't remember off the top of my head. And once you hit that amount, you take a prize card or something. I'm not, I'm not sure, like I said, this is just a general idea. Yeah, what, what, if, what if you did this? You have to knock out, assuming they're thicker, bigger decks, right? What if you had to knock out six Pokemon before you go after the, your breed boss, the boss? So it's like so it's like seven prize cards. Yeah, and so that basically, basically, it may, it may take a long time to play. Maybe do four prize cards instead, mm-hmm. depending on how the game fast, how fast it can go. But like you have to knock out all four prize cards, and then you have to go after the final boss, which would be your commander card or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, and and I was also trying to think of okay, like. How does the leader card come into all of this? Like, how do we use it? How do we attack it? And maybe it's something where if you can only decide to play it once per game. Right? And if you play it in that game, if you put it down and it gets knocked out, then they take their leader prize card, whatever that is, and you can't use it for the rest of the game, whatever it may be. I, I don't really know the, the details of it, but I do think that somewhere there's a world in which this can exist in Pokemon. I do think there's a world in which this can exist for Pokemon. I don't quite know yet how. I don't quite know what would make it smooth. I think there would be a lot of problems right off the gate. Uh, I think there's a power creep in Pokemon that we obviously know about. I think that a lot of the power creep, though, has been in the GXs, EXs, and so on. So while there is power creep in the baby cards, in the non-multi-prize cards, I think there's a world in which this could work. Like, if we had the time in the world, which we do, I would love to try this one day just to see what would happen. Right? Maybe you have an 80-card deck, and you can stock it up with your typing, you have your leader card, and we just see what happens. Because leader cards aren't commander only. There are card games that are are fully focused on having a leader card. Dragon Ball Super is one of them. Yeah, that's the one we were talking about recently. It kind of gave me the idea. So I would like to try this one day. I think we should try this one day and see what happens. 
You know what I mean? Like, is it just screwy? Does it not work? Do is there a trainer limit? What do we do? I don't know. Uh, but I, I I do I do think there's room for another format somewhere. And I don't know the origin of Commander, but I believe it started as a community format before it became an, a quote unquote official format. So if you're listening, you think the idea is cool, try it out. If you think it's silly, that's fine too. Uh, I'm, we're just kind of think of thinking of different ways that this could work. I, I think it would be really fun to try. Would you be down to try it? Absolutely. Yeah, we should do that. So off stream, we'll we'll talk about that soon, and we'll we'll give it a shot, and then we'll let you guys know how horrendous it worked out. I'm glad though that Pokemon is kind of trying to branch out and do things with the video game and new ways to play the card game. This is a very simplistic version of it, but I I do really like it. Do you have any final words to say about kind of the the raid battle itself? No, that but it has it has potential, and and that's what I'm excited about. Um, I can play with my nephews. We've got very short attention spans, so it's great. Hey, there you go. That's perfect. That's exactly what you need. So I, I think that closes it up for us. Again, we kind of went on a tangent there on different versions of the card game that could be played in this commander-ish idea. Maybe you've thought of different ways to play the card game. Maybe you've thought of fun ways to play with your family, whatever that is. As long as you enjoy the game, that is what matters. Thank you guys so much for listening to the show this week. We hope you enjoy your weekend. Enjoy time with family, friends, whatever is possible as long as you are being safe. With that said, we'll see you next week.